What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Batman News Weekly, episode 11 here in season one. And today's episode, we're going to have a good thing to talk about because once we uploaded that last one, or I should say when we recorded the last episode, they announced the Riddler casting. So we're going to be talking about that and some other Batman news, along with some other entertainment news like Titans and Batwoman. And then, of course, we're going to get into some video game news, which is really interesting. Didn't think we were going to have any of that. That is going to be awesome. And then, of course, we will jump into the comics. But the first thing we're going to go ahead and jump into is in the last podcast, I've been uploading these things on YouTube. Uh, we got some comments, Clay. We got some comments that apparently people thought we were hating on Catwoman. On and, Catwoman? Uh, like yeah, so oh, for I guess the announcement. We were, That's... Yeah, for the announcement, and uh, yeah, it was it was pretty interesting. It wasn't anything crazy. Like uh, some people were just like, "Oh, y'all are just hating," and then somebody else was like, "I love the videos here, but it just feels like y'all are hating." And I I'm always curious when people leave these comments because I don't know how you are when you watch YouTube videos. I usually wait until I watch a whole video before I make any kind of comment. I'm not a commenter to be honest. I don't leave comments a lot of the time. Yeah, you know, honestly, uh, the only comments that I've been leaving recently on your is on your React channel because you call me out so many times. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah. honestly, you know, I feel like the comments are part of the entertainment. And so I'll watch the video and then I'll go through the comments afterward. And unless there's something that really kind of irks me or like, you know, is such a comment to where I have to be like, okay, I have to say something here to either re... Uh, reestablish what I was trying to say or, you know, anything like that. That's when I'll comment. But honestly, I'm, I'm not a big commenter, uh, commenter either. But just to say it out there, we love, you know, the Catwoman character, the way her dynamic is with Batman in comics and video games and all sorts of media. It's just we're very passionate about these things. And so when it came to the announcement of Zoe Kravitz on the character, we had some things to say, and I think that's fair. That's fair enough, you know. Yeah, and I don't think we were like she fucking sucks. <laughs> like it wasn't anything like that. We made our honest opinion that we'd actually had seen her in stuff, but she wasn't memorable. And you can say that about a lot of people. Like you know, there have been A-list actors that are A-list now, but they were in stuff that I saw when I was younger, and I was like, he was in that. Like, some people just don't have memorable performances. And I've never seen her in anything that she's starred in. Because, like, yeah. if you couldn't remember something she starred in, that's saying something. And, um, and like, but she's like we, we, uh, we've both seen uh, freaking Fury Mad Road. Max. Yeah, Mad yeah. Max Fury Road. And I showed you a picture, like, the very next day of, like, hey, yeah. this is her character in that movie. And the first thing you asked me was, did she die? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I said because I don't remember her character, and uh, yeah, like so it's it's not hating on this. And one thing we I will say this show has no censorship on it. Like if we hate something, we're gonna say that. Go back and listen to the episode where we talked about Batman eighty. We Ooh. shit on the art. We didn't like where the story was going, and we don't hold back. Even though I love Tom King, I will say that I'm like, hey, this didn't fit because I don't know. I don't know if he had a choice at the freaking art on this or whatever. We 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 won't hold back here. So if we absolutely hated this casting, we would have said it. We just had a different preference, and we just we don't we don't have anything to really gauge Zoe Kravitz on because the stuff we've seen her in, it's been very minimal, and we just thought this was kind of whatever. And I think that's just our honest opinion. Again, if we're hating on something, you will know. And if we ever talk about Bendis, Clay will make sure <laughs> you know he hates Bendis. So, oh, yeah, man. I just wanted to address that. 
right away because, uh, you know, I know this is like YouTube's a different game than listening to podcasts because not a lot of podcast websites have like a little comment section yeah. that's as prominent as YouTube's. So, and we do get our most of our viewership and listening at YouTube. It's like 300 plus views almost. Oh, wow. So, you awesome. know, a lot of people are starting to see the, the podcast, maybe not listening to all of it, but I mean, they are kind of long. But I appreciate anybody that is listening to it. But again, just want to do that. We're not hating on the casting. We even said in that podcast, I actually made sure of it in that podcast to say, I was like, yo, I'm feeling kind of tired during this podcast. I was also, if my thoughts seem kind of like bitter or whatever, like, I'm sorry. It's just, it's been a long day. And at the same time, uh, we even wished Zoe Kravitz the best. Like, we hope she knocks it out of the park. And we definitely said that in the podcast. You know, and but I will say that, like, after, after we recorded... I have seen more of Zoe Kravitz now than I ever have when before she was in this casting, you know? And so yeah. more now I see more of her, I guess, uh, just random photo shoots that she's yeah. had, and people are posting them out of the wazoo. Like, oh, this is the perfect look for Catwoman. Oh, look, she embodies Catwoman completely and yeah. just throwing all sorts of stuff out there. So I'm glad now that she will get this type of exposure. And I'm not saying that as like, oh, she was a small actor. I'm just yeah. saying I think that it has become a very well-known thing that these blockbusters we all know as superhero movies really do put these actors and actresses on a new level. And, you know, they get to, you know, basically pick and choose whatever they want to do from then forward. You know, we look at Chris Evans and his range of things that he's done lately uh, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. is finally starting to move on uh, from the Although MCU. Although his next film doesn't look great. <laughs> oh, my God. That looks horrible. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, in that same aspect, that's what these actors and actresses are going to be able to do. And so, and, you know, WB with the DC heroes, they, you know, Momoa has been in a ton of stuff. And he is a very noticeable face. Yeah. And so I feel like that's what Zoe Kravitz will be eventually after the Batman. Yeah, I mean, there are rumors, and of course, this came from, uh, you know, how, how what is that website? Uh, we got it covered, which is a terrible, terrible oh, website. God. I, I they usually try out, to pass uh, them up whenever I'm scrolling through yeah, Twitter. Yeah, and, and I usually do, but we actually talked about this, possibly on a podcast, that I wouldn't be surprised if, if Catwoman got her own solo movie, because you could do an awesome heist movie with Catwoman. Like, that would be a really solid movie. Oh, no, we, we like, talked about this they, at work, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, I think you could do something with Catwoman. And if you're going to have somebody as Zoe Kravitz and be like, oh, yeah, she could hold her own in her own spotlight or whatever, then cool, do that. Hell, if you want to do the, like, Gotham City Sirens as a heist movie with those three girls, I'd be down with that. That'd be kind of cool. That would be fun. And um, so, like, I mean, they could be robbing some. I, I would have said they should have robbed Black Mask because that would have been awesome. But he's already going to be in Birds of Prey. So, you know, they could rob somebody else like Falcone or somebody big like that. That would be Or cool. because of the introduction of Penguin here, it would be kind of cool yeah. if they robbed the Iceberg Lounge, you know? Yeah. Or if Penguin hired them to do something and then screwed him over and then they're trying to get back at him. Uh, that might be interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I, I am glad uh, the one thing I will say is I have seen a lot of like fan art with her and somebody did this like Kravitz and Robert Pattinson side by side in these really cool bat costume, bat and Catwoman costumes. And it was kind of like the, um, the one where she has red goggles, that outfit. And it looked pretty dope. Was and it was like, the, okay. uh, the guy that you posted for the last, uh, uh, 
it was like the last thumbnail. No, so that one was really good too. That one was really good too. This other one was like a profile shot. Oh, uh, okay. So okay. yeah, I used that one in the thumbnail. That one looked really good too. It's why I used it as a thumbnail. <laughs> but no, there was I'll have to send it to you. But yeah, there was this other cool fan art. So I've seen people doing some really cool fan art with her. And kind of these things with me, like when it when I get something that I don't like or whatever or I'm not agreeing with. It takes me like 24 hours and I'm over it. Like, I'm just like, it's just kind of like whatever. Because I'm just like, it's done. You know, you can't dwell on these kind of things. It sucks that I didn't get who I wanted. But now I'm hoping she kills it. And, you know, whatever. Although I did hear somebody say that uh, she's going to be way... She's already better than Halle Berry. Now, I will say, acting-wise, don't even start. Halle Berry has an Oscar. (laughs) Like, do not even start that freaking argument, people. I think Halle Berry, if you could bring her that Holly Berry that did that Catwoman into this era of comic book movies, she'd kill it as Catwoman. Oh, I think she'd so. She'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, but that one was the super campy era of the 90s, and it was just terrible. Was it even the 90s? <laughs> yeah, it, early it was 2000s? early 2000s. It was like right between, uh, uh, it was between Daredevil and Batman Begins, I think. Yeah, I'm sure Elektra was in there at some point, too. Like, it, movies were bad back in the day. Yeah, yeah. You know, be happy. Even if I don't like the MCU, but I'm glad we get those movies opposed to what we used to get. <laughs> uh, but anyways, we're going to move on from that and kind of stay in the Batman movie talk. Because, like I mentioned earlier, the Riddler was cast. And it is, is it Dano? Paul, Paul Dano? Yeah, Paul Dano right? is his name. I kn- yeah, uh, I know him from nothing but The Girl Next Door. Yeah, I was just when about to say, about when, when we it. were talking about it, and I remember, uh, right, because it was literally the day after we recorded the last episode, I woke up with the announcement that Paul Dano had been cast as the Riddler. I texted you, and I was like, of course, dude, like the day after, and your response was, I don't know that guy. And so, yeah, I, exactly. and so I explained it to you. I was like, yeah, dude, it's like the tall, lanky kid from Girl Next Door. And I know yeah. that sounds like most of these listeners, How I don't know how young you guys are, but y'all are probably like, what in the world is that movie? Yeah, That movie uh, is a very, like for me, it's, I haven't seen it probably since I've seen it that first time. And it was really yeah. awkward because I was like, oh, I want to watch this movie. It was back when Blockbuster was still a thing. Oh, shit. And I had my grandmother rent it for me. Ooh, wow. I had an awkward moment like that because I wanted to see Scary Movie, and they wouldn't sell me and my friend a ticket, so my dad had to watch it with us. And Scary Movie was something else. Yeah, I was it like, was. Oh, sorry, Dad. <laughs> but anyways, so The Girl Next Door was in the vein of the Scary Movies, not another teen movie, but it was it had a better story, or it had a story, I should yeah. say. And uh, it was just about these kids that um you know their next door neighbor was a girl that was in porn and uh it's these three group of friends and they basically end up trying to shoot a porno with her or whatever they well, i don't know it's like well it was like a stuff. it was like a like this thing they're like oh you know she can help us like because it was almost like what's that there was a movie a uh, sex drive that old uh, yeah, movie yeah. Yeah, it was basically it like was that. basically like sex drive and they're like oh you know this girl can bring other girls and we can you know yeah, You know, it was just in that very awkward sense of like what film used to be for, yeah, for sure, for romantic comedies and stuff. And so, <laughs> yeah. And so that was my first time seeing him. The second mm-hmm. time I saw him, not, I didn't actually watch this film, but I remember seeing him in the trailers was this movie called prisoners. A lot mm-hmm. of people would know that because it's uh Hugh Jackman 
I think it was right before Logan or right after one of those two. And it was a movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, Paul Dano and uh, Hugh Jackman. Paul Dano at that point played a like serial killer. Yeah. Pedophile serial killer or something like that. Yeah. And then he is also in a movie with, I believe, Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter, the guy who played Harry Potter. And I don't remember the title of that movie, but it's where like basically Daniel Radcliffe is like a like dead corpse, but he is still like. Did you ever see those posters? Oh, Swiss Army Man. Yeah, that one. That's him. Yeah, Paul Dano is oh, wow. is him. Yeah. Wow, because it's only them two in the movie, I think. Like, oh, really? The majority of it. Yeah, because it's on an island. Oh, okay. Like I think Daniel Radcliffe's body washes up on an island. And he just uses his body as like a Swiss Army knife to be like his best friend. I wanted to go watch that. Um, that's crazy. Now I'm now I'm interested because I did want to see that movie. So oh, um, and he is also in There Will Be Blood with Daniel Day Lewis. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So he uh, he has a nice track record. Apparently, he was one of those actors. He's like Robert Pattinson. You know, he was in a movie that he was known for, and he just wanted to go do indie stuff. It seemed like. Um, but yeah, if you're if you have seen you know, the girl next door, and you're wondering, well, who the hell is he? Because there's the guy that was trying to date the girl. Then there was the guy that was the director. He's the other one. <laughs> and you know he's the one that's in the video. Yeah. So uh, that, that'll uh, jog your memory there. So, yeah, Paul Dano is now going to be the Riddler. And I have to say, he has the look. He definitely yeah. has the and look. And, you know, we Riddler. were talking about the whole uh, fan art with Zoe Kravitz. There hasn't been a whole lot with Paul Dano. I think that Boss Logic did one really quick mock-up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there hasn't been a whole lot. And I, I'm i kind of glad for that because I want because he looks so good in, like, that type of lanky could possibly – be that like stereotypical Riddler type character. Yeah. I just want to see what he looks like officially, you know? Yeah. So I'm really excited to see that. Yeah. So we got that. And then we also got with, this is not even a surprise. We got the composer, which you have his name down. I'm going to let you butcher it. (laughs) His name is Michael Giacchino. He has composed, of course, the uh, planet of the apes movies with Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves. I believe he also did, uh, the very first time I think I ever listened to any of his stuff, he did The Incredibles back in 2004. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it blows my mind if you ever go back and look, because I think like Hans Zimmer worked on The Lion King. Yeah. Like, it's, he, it's insane to see what these guys Giacchino has also done uh, Star Trek. He has worked on Star Wars. He has done so many other films. And so he has a really good track record. And so there's a lot of people who are really big uh, – composer junkies and are just super excited that he's going to be writing the batman theme yeah i heard the last i didn't see the last planet of the apes movie i had bought the first two to watch the last one and i just never saw it in theaters so i haven't got around to it but i heard that last soundtrack is amazing so uh i have been i've been avoiding listening to it on spotify because i wanted to see it in the movie so, um, so yeah, that's the other uh, just Batman news there. Nothing special. I mean, you you can actually go on YouTube and watch the video if you wanted to do this because Matt Reeves got on stage during one of his concerts and basically proposed to him, asking him <laughs> if he would do it. And uh, I mean, the video was nothing special. So like, it's you, you can go watch it. It's out there, but it's nothing crazy. Uh, but I do want. to Well, I also wanted to say also just some mm-hmm. random things that I saw today uh, while I was looking for stuff for the podcast. Uh, 
there was a small interview with Robert Pattinson where he oh kind of talking uh, talking about it. the uh, the voice of Batman. Yeah, and he said that he kind of has an idea, and he actually said that William Defoe's kind of gravelly voice that he uses for Lighthouse is somewhat of an inspiration for what will he, what he will be using for the Batman. Yeah. So just some sort of idea. So That'd if you go see Lighthouse, you can kind of listen to William Defoe and then hear, okay, we can see that it might be like that. But the one thing that he said at the end of that video that kind of didn't rub me the best way was that mm-hmm. he said, and I think it was more so in a joke because of Lighthouse, but he said, oh, yeah, you know, I think Batman has somewhat of a pirate voice. And so I was yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I, you know. Yeah, I saw the video for that. It, if you read the text on that, it sounds terrible. But if you watch the video, it, he seems very jokey. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And honestly, honestly, I hope he doesn't have a Batman voice at all. I'm hoping it's dubbed or like like Ben Affleck's was. Because the last thing I need is another trilogy of somebody trying to m- manipulate their voice. Like, I mean, Batman has technology. You know what I mean? <laughs> and if you, have you ever went back and watched those? Like, it's oh, so... Well, no, because the, the biggest conversation right now for Matt Reeves' Batman that I keep seeing on Twitter mm-hmm. is, you know, because we saw such badass fighting in BVS, and then people go back to see the Bane Batman fight in Dark Knight Rises... Yeah. I didn't notice this because I saw like a 3 a.m. showing when I first watched Rising. So I watched this video of the actual fight between Bane and Batman and Dark Knight Rises. They never actually make contact on any of the punches. No, the the fighting in the Dark Knight trilogy is terrible. It's boring, and that is why everybody thinks Ben Affleck's Batman is so much better. If you would have just had the warehouse scene, delete everything else from BVS that has Batman and just have the warehouse scene, people would still say Ben Affleck's Batman is better than Christian Bale because it gave you the Batman you see in the comic books. Like, And that is why everybody loves it so much. Yeah, the, the fighting in the Dark Knight trilogy, I love those movies, by the way. I love them. But the fighting is trash. It is so boring. And it's just because he tried to be realistic. He was like, oh, well, technically, you have to use these defensive fighting. I'm like, no, I don't give a shit about realistic. Like, you could still be a badass fighter in this world. Like, come on. Yeah. And to be honest, like these in, in the real world, people like the Joker would get murdered immediate, immediately by the police. So, come on. <laughs> like, it's going to happen. Uh, but anyways. So, yeah, so that's some stuff. Another thing that Robert Pattinson said was he said the suit looks really, really cool, or he thinks it's going to be really, Yeah, really that cool. was something I also saw. Yeah, um, and then the other thing was he doesn't think Batman's a hero, which mm, I can, uh, we can fight that. I, we I could have an entire episode on that, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I think, so. I, I'm just going to chalk that up to context. I'm thinking that he's going more a philosophical route of like, well, he beats up people and he does this, so he's not a hero and he scares people. And I, because he said he wants his Batman to be terrifying. So I think he's just going like a good hero person wouldn't do that. I'm hoping that's where his mindset is and not like, no, Batman's not a hero at all because that would be stupid. Which that will um, actually play a little bit uh, in Batman Superman number three that we're going to be talking about later tonight. 
a little bit. Yep, yep. So from there, we're going to go on and talk about uh, Batwoman. It's three episodes into CW. Uh, Clay, I believe you just caught up on this. Yes, I right? just finished this today. I, I watched uh, episodes two and three uh, before we started recording. Um, I will say that first episode was like bad. It was bad. I didn't like the uh, the way they were just like the dialogue in the in the show was bad. The acting was bad. You know, just everything just didn't feel right. I will say by the third episode, I am in. I really yeah. enjoyed that third episode. It was really, really fun. Uh, I really like the Alice character. For somebody mm-hmm. who at first you're like, oh, man, I should feel sorry for this person because it is, you know, spoiler alert, you know, freaking uh, Kate's sister. And you're like, okay, she's going to somehow turn good. And at the end of the episode, she tells her, I don't want to be good. I still have yeah. fun being bad and killing people. So that's what I'm going to do. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've really enjoyed the little things in this episode. One, I'm so glad they're not making us wait to find out who the villains are. Like, you know the bad people. And so we're just going to have 20 episodes of, like, you know, Batwoman going against the bad people. Because I hate that in, in CW shows where they just have a mystery. The oh, whole yeah. And season. one thing that I absolutely hate also is the whole secrets thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a very big trope in CW where it's like, oh, I learned something in the very first episode and I'm going to keep it a secret until the like season finale. And then, you know, we have to figure it out all there. No, yeah. freaking Kate tells her dad straight up. Oh, by the way, Alice is Beth. Just just throwing that out there. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, OK. We're no holds barred. <laughs> OK, cool. I'm I am. Yeah. That is why I enjoy this show, because I I think about the eight seasons of Arrow that are underneath this, the five or six or the five seasons of flash and all the other shows, this show can take everything that people have complained about everything else and be like, okay, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do this. And they are delivering and I'm actually really enjoying it. Yeah, no. And I love a lot of the little Batman lore that they're doing in this. Uh, I love that they explain how badass the suit is and how only something designed by Bruce Wayne could take down the suit thought that was really cool in the third episode with this gun that was stolen by Thomas Elliot, a.k.a. who will eventually become Hush, we would assume. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that was really cool. And I, I'm i pretty sure some people are thinking this out there. And they're like, why the hell is she writing in a notebook? That's so stupid. That is something Batman has done forever. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know this about Batman, Batman is somebody that every time he goes out and he does a fight or he does something, he archives that shit. Like, he writes down every detail. He puts that in archives. So if he ever has to go back to find an opponent or do something like, oh, I fought him this night, he did this, he has that shit cataloged. That is why he's so great and why he's such a good detective because he takes impeccable notes. Take notes in school, kids. And actually, but, that uh, it plays a lot into a story that we loved about two years ago called Metal. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there was a nightmare that Bruce was having and on his bookshelf, it was like in the far future where he's old, but in the in the bookcase or whatever was all of his notes turned into books that he yeah. told stories to his grandchildren. And, you know, that's really, really cool. And for Kate to write, she is basically writing to Bruce. That's one thing mm-hmm. also. It's not the fact that she is keeping notes. She is like saying, hey, I'm hoping that you're coming back. And so I'm going to write all this stuff down. But... By the third episode, 
she's not 100% sure if that will ever happen. And so at that point, she says, hey, I'm going to have to do this my own way. And that's when she starts freaking painting the bat symbol red and like doing all that stuff. And it was great. It was awesome. Yeah, no, and I think they've done that a lot better. And of course, you're always gonna have those people that are like, "Oh, this is so." I don't one. I don't see how anybody can complain about this being like, "Oh, it's too feministy." Like, I just Batwoman's always been, if you want to say, a bitch, when it comes to like standing up to Bruce, which I think it's a terrible term, but she's always been very like stubborn and like fierce against Bruce. Like, she's she's the only one in the Bat family that has ever really stepped to him besides like Nightwing when he became Nightwing. Yeah, uh, everybody else has usually like followed Bruce's orders. Kate has never been that way, and it's probably because they're actually family. So she's like, dude, I've known you since you were in fucking trousers. Like, you know, like, I don't even need to take this from you. And uh, so I actually really enjoy that. But I like that, you know, she's not holding a grudge against Batman. Like, because we, we found that she hated Batman in the first episode. Then she finds out Bruce is Batman, and she's like, and then she finds out why, or like, the reason she hated him wasn't really a real reason. And um, I, I like that they, they're not lingering on shit, which I love. Like, they're just moving past, and the, the story is just freaking Batwoman versus Alice. And I think that's really cool. And the side characters are pretty interesting, too. Like, it seems like we have an issue between Fox and his father, you know, Luke and his father. He's because there was a comment, I don't know if it was episode two or three, it was episode but he was three. like, I'm nothing like my father. And uh, uh, at he's one like, point, I'm far from my yeah, father. Yeah, at one point, she, like, he is like, showing her all the little gadgets in the cave and he goes do you know what this is do you know what this is and you know it really just sounds like he has a stick up his ass and you know she says do you know who you sound like lucius and that's when he says oh i'm nothing like my father so i i really enjoy their dynamic because he wasn't somebody who wanted to do this he was not confident that that kate herself could be a batman Especially mm-hmm. since the whole city of Gotham was, you know, thinking that it was Batman and they were, you know, getting hope again. And he encourages her. He's like, hey, you need to either stop or you need to face this and, you know, actually be something. So yeah. I really yeah. enjoy that. I really enjoy her sister also, the uh, the one who runs the underground hospital. You know, yeah, she, yeah, she's pretty cool. She's pretty cool. There was one part in the third episode where she was examining somebody who was injured and she made a comment oh i think she has this that or the other you know really long words sorry i'm not that smart and i can't remember those words (laughs) and the uh, ex-lover of kate was like you're just a med student like these people are professionals and the paramedic was like oh you're right thank you so much and she just looks at her and says i read ahead and i was like oh snap Yeah. (laughs) yeah no she's i really like her she's really cool would not be surprised by if by the end of the season she finds out what's her name's Batwoman. Oh, I, I, that's what always happens. Well, no, I just, I think by the very first episode, I was like, oh, an underground freaking hospital where Kate can be taken care of without anybody asking any mm-hmm. questions. Yeah, she's definitely gonna find out pretty soon. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I did say I, I did laugh when I saw her the way she gets into the cave where it's just a random ass wall that opens up. I was like, come on, who's not going <laughs> to see that? Like this wall just opens up and like, oh, yeah, no, nobody sees this. Come on. There's got to be homeless people that live in that fucking alleyway. <laughs> it's just it's Gotham. But, uh, you know, there are moments in the show that, you know, still kind of I'm not really sold on Ruby's Rose's acting all the time. I like her in the suit. 
But sometimes when she's out of the suit, I, is it just me or does it feel like her clothes are way bigger on her? I don't know why it seems like her clothes don't fit. It, maybe it's just a jacket. I think it's the just jacket the jacket. Really big. I think it's just the jacket. Yeah. Um, I will say I actually love the the one thing that I love about the CW shows overall, and it shows here also, is the fight choreograph that they mm-hmm. have. Um, I think it was in this episode where people were uh, like through smoke and like were fighting her in like some sort of parking garage or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that was episode two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And th- that whole scene was just great i love the way they they filmed it and the way the choreograph went uh really felt like she had some sort of military-esque training and mm-hmm. so it was really really cool yeah so uh yeah i'm 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 i'm, I'm in it like it, it's dope i think it's pretty cool and uh i would love that by the end by the end of this series whether it goes you know five seasons eight seasons ten seasons or whatever we find out what happens to bruce do you think and they I, show bruce well, we kind of got that one thing in episode one where they showed him in the shadows or whatever. I, I want to say that's probably, besides Titans, that is the most Batman we've ever seen on TV. Yeah. Which, I mean, besides Adam West. But, uh, you know, because they actually showed him saving the car or trying to save the car, and you saw like him turning sideways and stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. It's not just a silhouette. Um, and I don't know. I think this would be, that would be a really good cliffhanger at some point. Like, end of season two or something, like, we found Bruce, you know? And maybe he's in another dimension oh, or he's well, somewhere Oh, well, I else. actually wanted to uh, relay a question that oh, okay. a friend of mine had about the this second episode. I don't know, because mm-hmm. uh, at one point, uh, the person, the radio broadcaster or the news reporter or podcast, I don't, oh, yeah, I don't uh, know what it is. Fairchild? Yeah. She says... Uh, she says the phrase Robin because they're like, hey, you know, is this Batman? Is this Robin? Who is it? So because Robin is an actual thing, do you think that the reason why Batman is not around is because it's quite possibly right after the death of Jason Todd? That would be cool, but I'd also like... I would like the death of Jason Todd to be morphed into, like, say Joker killed him, right? Because we haven't seen Joker, yeah. and I'm pretty sure we're going to get a lot of Batman villains, although they say they're going to go with the Batwoman villains over Batman villains, which I hardly believe that. Yeah. But um, I would love if, you know, maybe, you know, Joker kills him or something, Batman goes to confront him, and they fall into a portal or something ridiculous happens. You know what I mean? Cause I would, I would totally buy right now. The reason why Bruce is gone is because he's going through Grant Morrison's, the return of Bruce Wayne story or whatever. He's going through time right now. And you could even have like, if you wanted to tie this show to legends, just have a random episode and be like, who's this guy? Cause you could have an old Western that Bruce Wayne. That would be really cool. I'm yeah, sorry. That would, that would have... actually be kind of cool. You know, I was thinking about this question cause they're, they, uh, when my friend asked me this question, he said, do you think it's quite possibly that Bruce stopped being Batman because Dick Grayson stopped being Robin? And so he's like, hey, I'm going to take a few years off. Or do you think it was because of Jason Todd? And I thought it would be kind of cool because it's been three years, possibly, you know, going on to the fourth year. I think it would be kind of cool if we saw Red Hood first. Yeah. And he was a villain that 
Kate Kane was able to turn on her side, become a vigilante, and then they happen to find out, you know, Kate Kane at that point finds out, oh, you used to be a Robin. Like, yeah. Because I think that at that point, Red Hood could be almost like Arrow's John Diggle, you know? Yeah. So that'd be kind of cool. I think that I think that could work, but it would mm-hmm. be really interesting to see more because we, like you said, the Easter eggs are all over the place. So yeah. I think it would be kind of cool to see cameos or you know some sort of. I'd love for her to get a sidekick and it not be Tim Drake, but be spoiler, and somebody finds out her identity, and it's you know what's her name Stephanie Brown, right? Yeah. Uh, it would be cool if somebody I don't know what. Stephanie, I think she was just a student, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, just give her like a reporter job or something, you know, junior reporter or something like that. And she finds out who Batman women is and maybe she needs her help because maybe her dad's clue. Ma- her dad is clue master, but make clue master a big villain in one of the seasons or like one of, you know, an arc or something like that and bring spoiler in to build up to being Robin. I think that'd be kind of cool because we know Stephanie Brown is the failed Robin. Like she literally got fired by Batman. She's the only one that ever got fired by Batman. So that would be an interesting story, you know, because you can take stuff from Batman lore and change it. You just want to stay away from the big, huge stories that, you know, people don't want you to mess with. Which I I mean, they might be touching on your favorite story pretty soon. Yeah, I don't know. I hope not. I mean, <laughs> I don't want Batwoman to be because like Hush is such a big thing. And let me just say, he he just had weird vibes that entire episode. Like it was that was like yeah. the episode where you see her transform into Batwoman. But the fact that he immediately knew that Bruce was Batman, I feel like okay, has Hush. But already... did you see how he got that information? Did you hear? Do you remember what he said? No. You might have missed it. Okay, so this is how he didn't just know. He paid somebody with he pay, he basically paid Riddler. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he said yeah. he said I paid somebody to riddle or or something yeah, like that. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that plays homage to the hush mm-hmm. story. Exactly. So, so yeah, I don't know, man. Uh I don't want that to happen. Um but you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't be surprised it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I'm glad I'd rather it happen on Batwoman than Gotham. That's all I'll say. So uh, going on from there, we're gonna go on from the non-Batman uh, show to the episode where Bruce Wayne's actually there, and that is in Titans. Ti- so I actually finally caught up on Titans. I've been three episodes behind. Uh, one night I decided to you know catch up because I was hearing good things and hearing some crazy things. I also had I thought Jason Todd had died because uh, he got thrown off a building and somebody spoiled that for me. But it turns out uh, he didn't. So that, that was kind of cool. And uh, this last episode had a lot of Bruce Wayne in it. And it turns out that he's he's real. But in this episode, he's like a figment of, you know, Dick Grayson's imagination. Yeah. And uh, it was uh, wacky at times. It like and, it was uh, very Bruce wacky. A lot there was there was a yeah. a lot of controversy over this episode on Twitter because because of the way he talked to Dick Grayson mm-hmm. and the way he would comment about the situations that Dick Grayson got himself into throughout that episode, people were like, oh, "Like, what kind of Batman are we getting in this universe?" You know, yeah. he's very he's very much a smartass in this show. He, you know, is 
it's it's funny that he was a smart ass, but at the same time, there was a point where Dick Grayson stole a gun from the bartender that he was questioning, and like, kind of pointed it at him and threatened him, and Bruce, you know, got out of his smart assery and then was like, "Hey, mm-hmm. no guns." Like he like yeah. he almost broke character in a sense and was like, "Hey, no guns," and Dick was like, "No, I'm gonna keep this." Yeah. And, well, he was like, "Deathstroke uses guns." Yeah, that's what that's yeah. what he said. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this was very interesting. I will say, uh, if you've heard me talk about this show before, uh, I wasn't a big fan of season one of Titans. I thought it was kind of cringe at times. I thought they were really trying to be edgy. Season two has progressed so much better. The character development is so much better. I think they took a lot from what a lot of people loved about Doom Patrol and took that and and probably got a lot of those writers and – a, a lot of that team from Doom Patrol to go on to here because you definitely see it. Yeah, and it, and so the show has improved a lot. But the one thing I do want to talk about when it comes to Titans because it is what this last episode just ended on, and we uh, and I think this is a big talking point is we found out, and this is it could be a swerve, it could still possibly be a swerve, but Dick Grayson has said that he killed Deathstroke's son. And he's he's revealing this because Jason Todd almost killed himself. He almost threw himself off a building because everybody's they mad at him. They have been teasing the death of Jason Todd so much this season. Yeah, it's 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 almost like I would be surprised if he actually died at this point. Yeah, because I, I wouldn't be surprised if he dies in the last episode. I but I feel like that would just be too obvious right now. Oh, you're hinting at it. Oh, you're hinting at it. Oh, you're hinting. Yeah. At it. For me, I think. Because it's been hinted at so much, wait until like next season where everything's hunky dory. They're all having you know a good time out, and then boom, dead. Yeah. Well, see, the thing is, I don't know how old that kid is. That's the biggest thing too. Oh, that's true. Is um because I think if he's in like mid teens, then you need to give him a few years to grow up because that's what they they tried to do that in Gotham and it was terrible. <laughs> so I don't want Red Hood to show up because I think if he dies, he needs to be gone for a full season. So if he were to die at the end of season two, he needs to be gone all of season three and come back and then show up four. at the tail end of season four. That's setting up season five. I think that's how you're supposed to do these longevity things. Just he comes out when you're very surprised. And don't even tease it. Don't even be like, oh, man, there's somebody going through Gotham shooting people. No, just like have him show up. And you're just like, oh, my God. But anyway, let's go back to the Dick Grayson <laughs> killing Deathstroke's son. How do you feel about that? You know, this whole thing, and I think we talked a very little because we wanted to get this on the actual podcast. Uh, you know, from the very beginning of this show, you know, like you said, it wanted to be edgy, it wanted to be dark. And so, whenever they're, you know, they took the part where Dick Grayson was going to be a cop. And that's true, that has been in the comics before. Dick Grayson has been a Bloodhaven cop before. And he uses a gun in there more for show in the comics because he used to be Nightwing at some point. And so he's like, Hey, I can do this without using my gun. In this show, he clearly is not afraid to use a gun. And I think it's just because of the mentality he was in, in that first season. And especially with the relationship that he had at that point with Bruce Wayne, he was very hurt with, you know, the way they broke up their relationship. He was angry at Bruce Wayne. And so all of that anger was with his actions. He beat the shit out of people, you know, brutally. And when he said this at the end, because I feel like that's what they were teasing, because at, I believe it was two episodes ago, 
uh, yeah. prior to that, episode five, uh, there was a part where Aqualad died, and freaking uh, Dove told Dick Grayson, "You need to be Batman." And the very next scene that you see is him in the music shop with Jericho, and he's like, "Hey, let's go over here." And then you just see this menacing look on Dick Grayson's face. And yeah. I was like, oh, snap. I don't know what's going to happen to him. And so now it's revealed that they killed him, supposedly. Yeah. So if this... But throughout the whole season, they've been saying Deathstroke killed him. Because the girl thinks Deathstroke killed him. Yeah, no, no. So... Uh, Deathstroke's daughter thinks yeah. that uh, Deathstroke killed her brother. And I think that we are definitely going to get the answer next episode because yeah. uh, there's going to be a flashback where Dick Grayson fights in the Robin costume with Deathstroke in that in same that church yeah, that they showed in the same yeah, church. Yeah, the, so, and, yeah. and he even says in the phone call in this episode, go to this address. You'll know it when you see it, you know? Yeah. And so it teases so, what it was in the past. Yeah. The interesting thing about that is we're on episode. What, what episode is this? Like seven, uh, eight, seven, I think. Let me double check. Okay, so there was rumors that there was going to be a brutal Deathstroke Robin fight at episode seven. So seven or eight, it's this general. Now, in that rumor, it did say Nightwing, and obviously he's not going to be Nightwing. So I think they just meant it was going to be Robin's character, who is will be Nightwing. So, so that means we could be getting episode, the suit. It was episode seven. Uh, in, so this is going to be eight. Yeah, in 32 hours, episode eight okay. will drop. Okay, so we could be getting the Nightwing soon in the next two to three episodes. Oh, man, I hope so, man. I am so Rich. ready to see a good picture. I don't think they yeah. will, like, post that picture, like, professionally. I think they'll just wait for the actual episode. I hope they do. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the best tactic, in my opinion. Uh, but, yeah, I think that was uh, – I'm excited for that, and I, I want to see where this story is going to go. I'm kind of hoping because I'm more of the purist where I'm like, I don't want any of the Bat family to kill. Like I know Jason, I mean, you know, Jason Todd's had his issues and Batman is constantly, he's like the kind of shunned son, but Batman still cares for him. He's like, you know what? I'll let you come back. But you know, right now they're kind of at odds, but you know, I've always liked that they don't kill. Like that's always been, it's why I love these people because they're showing their determination that they will put up with so much shit, but they will never break that line. And uh, so it's kind of making me like, I was like, I really hope Dick Grayson didn't kill people. Um, although you were trying to point out that, you know, he totally killed people before in these previous seasons. Um, I'd have to go back and watch. I don't think he did personally, but he could easily. Um, but again, that was an edgier tone. Yeah. So and like, it was more, it was more of that. He let people die. It wasn't the fact yeah, that yeah, he yeah, killed them. It was that he let people die. And in my mind, I kind of feel like that's the same thing. But yeah, yeah, a sure. lot of people would argue against that. So Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people would argue that Batman needs to kill, which that just we're not even gonna get into that because it's a stupid <laughs> argument. Um but anyway, so yeah, if you guys aren't watching Titans, definitely check it out. It is way better than season one. So I highly recommend that show now. But from there, we're gonna go on to some video game news. This was I was surprised when you posted this this morning, right? I think I saw this in the Discord. Uh or was no, it, yesterday? it was yesterday in the Discord. Okay, so I will go up to this in our Discord chat that I have. And uh, there is apparently the new Batman Arkham game that has been rumored. We've mentioned it on the podcast before. The rumored title now is Batman Legacy. 
And uh, from what it says in this article is you're possibly going to play as all of the Bat family. See, and, I uh, really want them to clarify. And I know they can't clarify yeah. yet because, you know, it's clearly not ready to be, you know, heavily advertised. But, yeah. you know, does that include spoiler? Does, does that include because mm -hmm. we we can assume that this is going to be in the future. So, yeah. you know, are they going to introduce new characters like that? Or is it going to be the ones that we've already played as and the mini games and everything like Tim Drake, uh, Nightwing, Batgirl and Jason Todd? Mm. Batgirl's DLC was the best. I still haven't played that. You haven't played the carnival one? I have, Dude, I have played awesome. every DLC except for that one. That's the one with the classic Harley suit. Like, it's awesome. I, I really uh, need to get it. Yeah, I would I would love to be able to play a bunch of different characters. I'm wondering if this is going to even have Batman in it or if it's just going to be all the Bat family trying to maybe find Bruce, which would be interesting. I would um, be okay with that because, I mean, by the end of the last game, Arkham Knight, uh, mm -hmm. I'm still wanting to go back to that game, but I can assume that it was more of like you hadn't seen him in a while and then yeah. at the very end, you just see like this weird like shadow of a bat yeah. come like towards I, the camera or whatever. Yeah, I kind of took that as like somebody else has risen. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it'll be very interesting to see where they go with this, especially if it because if it's legacy, it could be the next person in line. You know, that would be cool if there is like a battle for the cow kind of storyline going on in this because you do have Jason Todd back. He could you could have that Batman with guns. Oh my god, the like you know. The, almost metallic yeah, looking suit around it yeah yeah and every one of them trying on a different bat suit trying to be batman like that would be interesting uh i will say that oh wait has damien damien's never been in these games has he? no he is not but that was the of course when we talked about it that was the rumor yeah. that damien was going to be batman and that uh dick grayson would be a side character here but yeah. i'm hoping that Damien is introduced in here because we've we've already had all the back characters or bat characters and the storyline kind of with that with Talia being in Arkham City, Ra's al Ghul being in freaking Arkham City as well. He's supposed to be a part of this too in League of Assassins. Yeah. He's supposed to be one of the villains. So I think that it is it it can be safely assumed that yeah. we might get either an actual visual of Damien or at least a reference to him. Well, it would be really nice if he comes with the League of Assassins and he starts doing his turn to the good side at this point in the game. That'd be kind of cool and becomes a Robin to whoever's currently Batman. Um, I will say the only thing I've ever disliked about the Arkham games is that Tim Drake and Barbara Gordon have some type of relationship. I hate that. Yeah, I, I think why. they I think they first introduced that, of course, in Arkham City and... Mm. I, it was a really awkward back and forth that yeah, they had. Yeah, because they're supposed to be, like, big. Not big in age difference, but Tim's, like, 16. I, I always think Barbara's, like, 21, 22. So is Dick around that age. So yeah. I'm like, why are you dating a child? Like, that's just weird. <laughs> so I thought I, that's the only thing I ever hated about that. Because I know there's one point when he gets mad and he has to, like, lock him in a cage or something like that. Mm -hmm. Because something happened to Barbara at the in the last game. Yeah. He's like, you got to let me out of here. And then he starts, if you keep talking to him, he's like, oh, this is why people hate you and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then, yeah, like he has visuals of like me and Barbara, we're going to get married. And it's, it's just like really weird. It's like, this is no, like change this, retcon this, please. <laughs> it's supposed to be Dick Grayson. Um, 
but yeah, so there's not really much else to tell you guys about this. Like the rumor is that it is just going to be called, ba- you know, Batman, you know, Arkham Legacy, and uh, or is it it's Arkham Legacy, right? Did yeah. I say the right thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would be Arkham Legacy, which I'm so much I'm glad because the other rumor was that it was going to be Arkham Court, which is just a terrible name. That just sounds like um, awkward. It sounds weird rolling yeah, off the it, tongue. Yeah, it sounds terrible. You, you say the Court of Arkham, like that's just such a better name. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, other than that, that's it. Like there's this is supposed to be the only information that we know for sure is this is going to be on PS5. This is not going to be on PS4. I mean, they might do like a dumbed down version of it, but I don't think so. I think this is going to be straight up ps5 you're gonna because they're gonna want you to buy the ps5 yeah ps you know playstation probably has an exclusive deal with uh you know wb to be like hey we want exclusive content first blah 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 you know they'll have a ps5 bundle that everybody's gonna want to buy there is a if there is a batman ps5 oh yeah i hope it's at launch because then i'll buy that one but they're not going to do that. They're going to have regular models. Then they're going to release this two months after I buy my PS5. That's exactly <laughs> what's going to happen. And I'm going to want it still. Um, so, yeah. But this is going to be just like GTA. The next GTA will only be on PS5. And I think it's because the maps are going to be too huge. Like, the PS4 cannot handle it. Yeah. And so PS5's capabilities and up, you know, updated specs and stuff like that will be this. But I'm hyped for it. Cannot wait. We'll definitely. I say I'll stream this. But to be honest, I don't like streaming story games too much because, like, I have to worry about the chat and I can't just get immersed in the story. Yeah. So I wouldn't Bat- be surprised if Batman I start Batman was a this. game that I just, like, once I got into it, I was just like, I, I just need to focus. And I'll play – I will put on an Arkham game and play for a good three hours doing nothing but fighting guys in the middle of a city. Mm-hmm. And it's just yeah. that fun of a game. Yeah, it's awesome. I love trying to do better combos and just knocking out – like, not getting touched once. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, when it comes to streaming story games, I get out of the experience. Like, Red Dead, played it for, like, two hours, got off stream, played it for eight hours straight. Like, it was insane. But, uh, yeah, so now we're going to go ahead and jump in from games. We're going to go ahead and jump into the comics. And we're going to start off with uh, one of, I guess, I wouldn't say our, our favorite comics right now, but we did buy art from the artist yeah. on this. And we're going to read uh, Batman Superman. I'm going to let Clay take this one. Uh, Clay, what, did, what were your thoughts on this issue? So... This was basically, I will say, uh, you were wrong in one small detail of this book. We assumed. Oh, I forget. Uh, we assumed that Batman actually stabbed Batman with the Batarang, but he actually mm-hmm. clarifies that he only used Joker gas on him. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so we learned about that. But as I was saying earlier in the episode when we were talking about Batman, you know being able to trust people and everything else he goes on this kind of small monologue in the very beginning of the book saying that he has contingency plans for every hero and it's only because he is doing it for justice but the way williamson writes it he also says uh but when you boil it down uh when you boil it right down what i do is betraying all of their trust yeah, betrayal of trust. Yeah. yeah, and you know, Superman breaks open, you know, breaks uh, the Batman who laughs out, and there he he asks him, it's like, what is your plan?" You know, that Shazam didn't mm-hmm. tell me. And at this point, I'm like, "This seems a little kind of cheesy. This yeah. seems cheesy, but it doesn't really feel like Superman is infected. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still 
and and you know when joker gasses people they're able to talk and then they laugh and talk and laugh and some people are able to fight it off some people aren't superman is a big guy so i'd assume okay it'll take a while and that's what batman is betting on so that way he can at least get some information from the batman who laughs yeah and the batman who laughs is like oh yeah let me just tell you my little you know plan here i'm gonna do this Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do that so you know Batman who laughs was just saying, "Oh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that, and you know, eventually, basically saying that he was gonna kill Lois and John, mm-hmm. and Superman like just like freaking goes berserk, grabs him by the neck, and he laughs about it because of course he is infected. You know, that's when Batman jumps in, he stabs him with some sort of kryptonite, it's like something, a, yeah, toxin, yeah, 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 it's like a Joker uh, antidote, yeah." And and but he has to infuse it with kryptonite so that way it's able to, yeah, go through go through the skin, and then we find out that Superman didn't actually even break him out. It was all a hologram. And Batman, who laughs, knew it. He knew from the very beginning. As soon as Superman walked in, and I don't, I I, I'm kind of getting tired of this. I'm tired of the Batman who laughs being thirty thousand steps ahead of Batman, and it's just like. I know that the argument of, oh, who would win in a fight, this person or Batman? Oh, Batman, because he has contingency plans and da 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 and is basically backfiring on every Batman fan because he is Batman, but evil. And I'm kind of getting tired of it. And he's the Joker. And and I'm getting tired of it because he just says it. Like, it's not for the fact that he has, like, a reason why. He just says, oh, I already knew. And we're just supposed to buy that, you know? And so I'm like, whatever. Yeah, usually with Batman, you get cool reveals of how he's done it or why he's done it. Um, But, yeah, the Batman who laughs. Well, it's also because he doesn't go away. Like, go away. Freaking, (laughs) like, this was one of the coolest characters Scott Snyder's ever made. But it is done to death already. Yeah. I'm tired of It is beating a dead horse. And, you know, he, the way the Batman who laughs just says his plan or whatever, Batman figures out, oh crap, I need to go see Gordon. He goes to see Gordon. It's revealed that he's infected and they fight. And then Superman comes in with a fight also. And this here is basically slapping Superman in the face because it, it makes it seem like Superman was slow to where he couldn't figure it out until he randomly showed up. And I was like, yeah. okay, I understand that, you know, Batman is the greatest detective, but Superman is not that dumb. Like, come on. Yeah. But I will say, of course, we bought the artist proofs for two different pages, uh, me and Juice. I love this art, but mm-hmm. I don't think Williamson is telling Marquez the right way to draw Batman. There is a page where Superman comes in and he like, you know, gets in front of Batman. So that way the bullets don't get him. And Batman is smiling. Yeah. And that took, like, I literally stopped reading it and I said, why? Like it took me completely out of the book for that one second. I'm just like, whatever, just keep moving. Well, look at Superman's face on that page. He's all like, bitch. (laughs) Like, he's like, I gotta save you. Yeah, he's like, like super his, serious his, or whatever, and he doesn't have any yeah. pupils. It's and so I was just like, okay, I feel like 
Superman looks semi-cool in that thing. And it even mm-hmm. it looks cool black and white. It's just you can't yeah. tell what's going on when it's black and mm-hmm. white. So you're just like, eh, you know, whatever. But, you know, just the smiling Batman just looked super weird. And I will say uh, we got a uh, cameo of a character we have not yeah. seen since yeah, New 52, cool. which yeah, I actually I really cool. liked, to be mm-hmm. completely honest. Uh, that character being uh, Rookie. Rookie. They call him Rookie. The robot that Gordon had as Batman in the very end of Snyder's New 52 run. And yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, nope. and freaking Superman destroys the fuck out of Oh, it. yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which was kind of cool. He uses, like, his uh, freeze breath or whatever to basically ice it up and then just destroy it to hell. Yeah, uh, yeah this was uh, really cool. Uh, I enjoyed that little cameo because I enjoy when people bring back stuff from the past, but do it right. And, you know, you would think that – I'm actually surprised Batman doesn't have that in his cave. But then again, that was a GCPD product. Yeah. So Batman's probably like, oh, there's bugs in it or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he probably didn't care about it. And he has crazy-ass robots like up the wazoo anyways if he needs them. But, but also uh, I want to say I don't think it's the real rookie because you see later really? on in the book – the armor actually turns into oh blue beetle yeah 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 and that was kind of cool and i was like how is that even possible but of course the infected individuals probably got some sort of new powers and so i can mm-hmm. chop it up to that so blue beetle was yeah. basically acting like rookie during that fight yeah. is what i am assuming but possible i i kind of took it as the uh scarabs because so this is like this is weird for anybody that knows who blue beetle is because i've never seen blue beetle do this in my life he basically is a bunch of like little nanobots um but it's a bunch of little scarabs if you look at it the scarabs are in the suit so they're like starting to come out of the suit so i think oh. rookie was infested with those okay okay yeah, yeah. and you know they take over calyx okay and then they freaking i can uh, see it now they morph into blue beetle which is really weird for me because Blue Beetle, when he's not in his suit, is a normal person. Yeah. I mean, he's the only Latino character we got, and now he's in a million pieces. <laughs> so um, I'm interested to see that. I think they kind of just, you know, he had an idea in his brain like this would be really cool, but he didn't think about how it came together. Maybe this is just the Scarab, and he does say it's Jaime Reyes or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was kind of weird. Although I will say the end drawing, I'm kind of digging it. The uh the demon version of it, like the way his helmet looks and stuff. Oh yeah, I kind of like it. It very much resembles a freaking parademon, like yeah. in my mind. That's exactly what a parademon yeah. looks like, and so I was like, oh, that looks kind of cool. So, uh, yeah. so Blue so, Beetle in uh fights them and basically captures them in the Fortress of Solitude. Uh, but then we get some dialogue from the Batman who laughs. And we see, of course, at the end of the book, like we've been getting from every other book for the Mm -hmm. past month, the Doom symbol. I mean, I like that art there, but I'm just like, man, I am tired of seeing that symbol already. Like, I, I... Yeah, I own a shirt with that. Well, not with... uh, I don't know if it's that symbol exactly, but it is the Doom, uh, like, thing. I I have a shirt for it. I bought it at Comic-Con. Nice. Uh, I will say that the thing that kind of sucks about this, it seems like this Batman-Superman book is about to become... 
the Secret Six book with the uh, the de- like the mul- dark multiverse Ju- Justice League is what it feels like this is going to be branching into because he says it here he says like this puts me on a collision course with lex luther so the dark multiverse people are about to fight lex luther who's taking over the world right now so we're gonna have villains versus villains who's gonna be more villainous he so you think that like superman and batman will be on the wayside of this book while the secret six fight luther i feel like we're gonna be getting both i feel like batman and superman be like how are we gonna beat this when technically we're getting, we're seeing their asses get handed to them in, you know, Justice League. Yeah. And then we're going to be having this of him, them trying to figure it out. And now it's going to be, I don't know, I don't, I know you don't watch a lot of wrestling, but it feels like they're trying to do, in wrestling terms, they're trying to turn a bad guy into a good guy. So it seems like they're trying to turn the Batman who laughs face, like a baby face, like he's going to yeah. be a good guy because he's going to be Luther. But. I don't really know. Like, it just seems really weird. Again, I'm tired of the Batman who laughs. And I never thought I would say that because, like, when this character first came out, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I (laughs) thought it was awesome. But, like, Snyder gave him – how many issues did we get? Seven issues in that miniseries? Well, it was supposed to be six. It turned into seven to branch into into this. this. And so, you know, I felt that he was in the book – or he was in the universe for the perfect amount of time during metal mm-hmm. because yeah. that in fight where Joker and Batman were fighting together to fight the mm-hmm. Batman who laughs was just a really badass way to be like, okay, we got you. We're done. You know, we finally captured you, whatever. And, you know, I was like, sweet. We're not going to see the Batman who laughs for like at least another three years or something. Yeah, but we have seen him nonstop since then. So mm-hmm. we've been, you know, almost two years since Metal, and we have seen him at least twice every month. Yeah, it's uh, he showed up in Justice League. He's uh, he had his own miniseries. We're getting Metal Two. Yeah, I and I, I've told this to Clay before, but I swear to God, if freaking Batman Who Laughs shows up in the uh, Last Night on Earth. Fuck that book. Fuck that book <laughs> to hell because I am going to be so pissed if he shows up in that book because that story is good so far. Although my theory for that is I think the villain in that is going to end up being the guy from the Court of Owls story, his uh, oh, yeah, supposedly his brother. You know, brother or whatever, yeah. uh, which that would kind of irk me too, but not as much as it would be if it's this fool Like because I'm just tired of him. I'm tired of him. But uh, yeah, the Doom symbol does show up and that's how the book ends. Uh, I'm liking the book so far. Again, I mean, I liked it enough to buy art from it. I mean, the art is fantastic. And I would he love... puts artist proofs with every release of each issue. Because yeah. he even announced today that issue three artist proofs are out on his store. Yeah, I think the only one I would buy is that end one for Blue Beetle. But I feel like that's going to go like that. Yeah, probably. Because it's like a first character appearance, I guess. So I guess people would want that. Yeah. So, um, and it has Batman and Superman, like, all tied up, which looks kind of cool. Uh, but, yeah, I'm enjoying the series, you know. Uh, there are some things that do kind of annoy me here and there. Um, but And I am just kind of over what's-his-face. But I'm interested to see where this is going to go. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there I will say that, yeah, there's only one page on here that I would want to own. And that is the uh, Blue Beetle one. Um, and I'm interested to see when that, like, how much that price is going to be. 
uh, because I'm looking at mine right here, and it looks so fucking great. Like, it looks dope. <laughs> Uh, but I will say, since we are talking about the Doom symbol, uh, it does – one book we're not going to talk about a lot, and I'll just touch on real quickly, is uh, it shows up at the end of Batgirl 2, and uh, Batgirl ends up fighting Oracle for that whole issue, and she jumps off a building because Oracle knows every one of her moves, and she was like, I have to be unpredictable, and she was like, I'll die if I jump from this this height, and she just jumps off a building into a burning fire. So the next title is like, Batgirl lives, question mark, exclamation mark. Uh, so like, um, or it's like Batman, like Batgirl dead or some shit like that. Uh, so yeah, the doom symbol is still showing up everywhere, but going on from uh, those two books to uh, detective 1014. Yeah. 1014. Yeah. 1014. Uh, we're continuing the free story that seems like we've been on it forever. Although this is only like the third issue of the true story. Technically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, loved this story i didn't hardcore love it but i loved that we actually got mrs freeze now i I will say i wonder if tomasi just stole this from the elseworlds episode of the cw because if you remember Mm. batwoman fought nora Nora Freeze. freeze in that show and saw like i just it dawned on me today when i was reading this and i was like holy crap you know maybe there is some sort of reference that he kind of took and and made it his own but i am really interested well technically technically that's not an elseworld because she's on the same planet as flash in them isn't she well yeah, yeah but the yeah. the the crossover the, oh, you're talking about the, the, the event yeah the event was called yeah, yeah okay okay but uh you know the one thing that we were wondering was uh at the end of last issue he she was crying out no and so yeah. we were wondering okay was that the last thing she was saying or was she saying that now we now know that it was the last thing she was saying because yeah which i think is great writing yes uh, we found out that she had cancer and she wanted to actually fight it. She wanted to fight it on her own, whether win or lose. Yeah. She wanted to live her life. And freeze was like, nah, no, nah, not going to happen. Yeah. You're, you're, you're going to live yeah. forever, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I actually felt for Nora in this, like even more so than I have whenever you watched, you know, heart of ice the Batman animated yeah. series and you know, all these different stories. Cause you know, the, she, he is basically putting Nora in his old suit, you know, with the bubble and everything else. Uh, and she's freaking out. She has all this anxiety. She can't breathe. She's like, okay, I, I need to get out of here. Like what, what have you done to me? You know? And he's mm. just cool as a cucumber. She's like, Hey, calm down. You know, we got we, you, you're alive. We got this, you know? Uh, I had to yeah. freeze you and we have to put these conditions below, you know, absolute well, at absolute zero. So that way you can breathe freely and it becomes this, you know, hunt for this. Uh, I forgot what it is original exactly. Cure. It's like an original formula. Yeah, yeah. That's at Wayne. Tech. And he goes to Wayne Tower. You see Bruce, you see Lucius. And for me... I always thought that Nora froze years before mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne became 
the limelight of Gotham. But mm-hmm. when he when they break into Wayne Tower, she sees him and she says, "Oh, mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne." And they know each other. And I was like, "Whoa, yeah. like this can change some things in the future." You know, with them yeah. having an actual sort of relationship. And mm-hmm. and it and it wasn't a romantic relationship. But I'm just saying that because she was like, "Oh, I'm really glad that you made all those donations to that charity or whatever she said." Um, yeah. But the ballerina, yeah, she was a ballerina. Yeah. And so, talking about being a ballerina, you know, at the very end of this issue, I want to talk about yeah that original cure is basically going to make Nora exactly how Freeze is, you know, deep blue skin, and she can you know live basically the yeah. same way he does. From the beginning of this episode or the beginning of this issue, I thought Nora was just a normal woman that mm-hmm. had really bad circumstances and a psycho for a husband that wanted her to live. But by the end of the issue, you're like, oh, she's just as crazy as he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before we talk about the last page, uh, I will mention that. So I believe Tomasi might be like a lot of writers that are currently coming up in the scene or whatever that he's pulling from the animated series. Because if I'm not mistaken, in Heart of Ice, he's working for a company that Wayne, I believe, ends up buying. So Wayne knows about oh. Freeze's work and stuff like that. Okay. Okay, so okay. I think they kind of just integrated it. Like he knew Freeze, he was working for Freeze, and he was like, he saw him going crazy or whatever. Yeah. And that's kind of where they're pulling from. Because I've noticed a lot of writers, I would do the same shit they pull from the animated series because it is still the best Batman source material ever yeah and um so yeah so yeah uh, as clays was saying at the end of this we see freeze like he has some roses or something and he's watching his wife who is now covered in blue skin she looks like freeze she still has hair though um she is doing her ballerina uh performance because they show it and i believe a panel earlier on that her previous life she was a ballerina and so Freeze is, uh, you know, watching her. He's smiling, and he starts clapping. Once she's done, he gives her roses, and then it shows this basically pretty much. It's almost a full page spread of the ballerina place is just frozen to death of people. Everybody in the audience is frozen. Yeah, so when I saw this, I was like, oh, they just encased the entire thing in ice because that's what Mister Freeze does. And then when I started to really look at the detail, I was like, oh. There was an entire crowd of people, and now they're all dead. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's uh, insane. Yikes. I don't think Batman has a big enough bathtub for that. Um, you know, pulling from Batman and Robin. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then at the end, we again see the damn Doom symbol. But I, I kind of ignored it because you see Mr. and Mrs. Freeze, and they're both wearing similar outfits, and I thought this was awesome. Like... It's an it's nothing too drastic, you know. It and it's something that's been in the lore forever that somebody has finally done something with, and I wouldn't mind a romantic relationship villains. Like I think that's kind of cool because we've had Harley and Joker, but we've always known that Joker he doesn't give a shit about Harley. Yeah, and Harley's madly in love with him. But if these two are on equal grounds, and Batman now has to fight two freezes, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, and especially if you start doing Batcat stuff, because then it's wife versus wife, husband versus husband, or vice versa. Like that's kind of cool, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I was down with this. I thought it was awesome. 
Yeah, I really, really uh, enjoyed the whole thing at the very bot or you know on the last page where it says Mister and Mrs. Freeze. I will mm-hmm. say, like I said before, in the very beginning of the issue, you really felt for her, and at the end. I wanted to still feel for her, but then I'm like, she turned into a villain, like, super yeah. quick. Like, I guess this is okay. We'll see how this turns out. I yeah. genuinely want it to be a thing. I don't want it to be retconned because, like you said, she has been encased in ice for years. Years and yeah. years and years. And so I, I am re- also really glad that Tomasi was able to actually do something with that character that has literally been in the background for decades, basically. So Yeah, so this was really cool. Tomasi has been hit or miss on this last detective run, but I think this free story and Arkham Knight have been solid. Um, the in-between stuff, not so much. Uh, but we're going to move on to our final comic, and this one was... Uh, what did you think? This is Curse of the White Knight, by the way. Issue 4? Issue I don't three. I don't have it pulled up yet. I think. Issue three. Let me double check. Uh, wait, hold on. Uh, let me pull this up. No, no, I no, bought this four. issue. I should it's just four. get it out of my four. backpack. But yeah. So four. So in the last issue, uh, we talked about this on the podcast about a month ago, that uh, at the end of our issue, Gordon had just got stabbed and thrown off a building. So uh, now this is the aftermath in the issue. Barbara is pissed and she wants blood. So uh, what did you think of this issue? I thought it was awesome you know just because whenever it comes to the bat family getting angry barbara is never that person never she is never that person because she has people like bruce and gordon she doesn't have gordon anymore yeah so and from you know this we don't know if her mother is still alive or anything or her brother, mm-hmm. you know, because this is an Elseworld story. And so she quite possibly lost the only family that she had. And she is out for blood. She is ready to kill. And I really enjoyed the very beginning of this issue. It's a flashback with Gordon and Barbara. Uh, you know, he's dropping her off at school. And she's talking about some kid bullying her and pushing her. And he's like, well, guess what? You get to hit them back. And she's like, well, I thought I wasn't supposed to do that. And she's like, well, guess what? There's, uh, what does he say? There's two rules in life, or there's two different types of rules. There's, like, yeah. the world's rules, and then there's your rules. And, yeah. you know, you need to live by your rules right now. You know, stand up for yourself. Oh, and also, don't tell your mom. You know, I like that, yeah. like, small little thing there. And, you know, at the end of that, uh, flashback we actually see barbara run out of the hospital passes batman and passman mm-hmm. uh, and batman just runs to gordon's bedside and just hugs him and i'm yeah. like oh that hurt yeah that was a great panel but in the same page they have batman's facial expressions i hate when batman has eyes i hate it yeah when he has just, yeah you actually yeah, see his like pupils so and stuff. Dumb. it looks weird yeah I, I, i'm not a fan of that anyways uh yeah, that, that panel right there, though, of, of Batman hugging Gordon is insane. Um, I actually got Clay annoyed with this book now because I told him how stupid Batman Utility Belt is <laughs> in this. Uh, because Batman has this huge-ass knife on the side of his utility belt. And if you've, ever had, if you've ever had a pen in your pocket and bent over, you get stabbed by that thing. The utility Every belt is dumb. Every single time. But yeah. 
so like yeah. well go ahead go ahead bro. anyways yeah yeah no no so from there we see barbara run out of there and then it, we get the title page and stuff like that and then we're back at the gcpd headquarters where all the batmobiles and stuff like are there and barbara's just going off on batman i was kind of mixed on this i understand it she's upset she just lost her father so you got to let her say whatever but I do get kind of annoyed how everybody and Dick is the voice of reason here. But I hate how everybody always blames everything on Batman immediately. Like this is your fault. It's like fuck you if you weren't here. Like we'd be good. Like you're the problem in Gotham. And Dick's like, yo, we chose this life. Like chill out. And she's like, no, it's his fault, Dick. Like get this guy out of here. Like <laughs> so. Like I don't know. I because that is the one thing that is very common. Granted, Batman does deserve some stuff. If if this is reality, you'd get mad at anybody that got kids to fucking start fighting and get oh yeah for sure for sure you know what i mean but we love batman so much we're like come on you're in the wrong here okay but uh yeah so like that was kind of annoying but i understood it from a character perspective you know people that have just gone through grief say crazy things or say their true feelings or whatever and um like i said dick grayson was the voice of reason here i feel like is it just me or has dick grayson not even been that big in this whole series he has it and i'm so mad right (laughs) <laughs> like yeah. I'm, I'm sorry i'm a like you know this i'm a big dick grayson fan i'm a big nightwing fan i love the actual like character design of the gto and it just looks good on nightwing and they haven't done anything to his character i kind of want to like hit up murphy and just be like hey is there anything going to yeah. be good with nightwing like do you have anything going for nightwing in the future but at one point nightwing actually talks to montoya and is like you know, who put you in charge? And she's like, Gordon. And I was like, oh, damn. Like, she is not <laughs> afraid to just get in people's faces. And that's exactly what Gordon wanted. She, He wanted somebody yeah. who would just like, hey, shit has happened, but we still need to do our job. And yeah. we get to a point where Barbara, well, before that, we uh, see Batman visit Leslie Topkins and, of course, Harley with the babies. We did not see really mm-hmm. an outcome from that, but we see after the fact but uh, Leslie yeah. Tompkins is Looks talking. Looks like it's a boy and girl. Yeah, uh, is talking to Batman, and he tells her like Gordon's gone, like he's dead, and they talk about the letter or the journal, mm-hmm. and uh, tells the story that Alfred and her knew about it for years, and they went yeah. to confront the people that actually, you know, are were in possession of it or whatever. And, you know, it just gives a little bit more insight of, you know, how far along this rabbit hole the Wayne's past yeah. really is with Gotham. And I love the the past story, you know? Yeah, for sure. And they are going off uh, freaking Barbara and Bullock are like gearing up. And at one point, freaking Bullock says, do you plan on arresting this guy? And she says, no. And he's like, that's what I wanted to hear. And he freaking cocks the shotgun. And they're yeah. they're off on the races. They're going to find Azrael and they're going to try to kill him. At this point, yeah. uh, Nightwing tells Batman, hey, we can't find Barbara. I assume because you're Batman, you put secondary chips on everything that you own. And I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's Batman. And so mm-hmm. he even says, yeah, they're in this location. Yeah. And that was awesome. We see the confrontation between Barbara and the uh, uh, and Azrael and his his other two teammates or whatever, and we see Barbara like point blank point the gun straight at freaking Azrael. 
is going to shoot, but Batman gets his freaking uh, grappling and takes it away, the gun. And Batman looks terrified. Like, he can't believe yeah. Barbara would actually really try to do this after everything that he's trained her with and how, of course, Gordon raised her, you know. And uh, it looks like Azriel breaks her back. Like, I don't... Which I think... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, they I are retcon Like, because this is a different universe, this is a, an Elseworld story, mm -hmm. instead of killing Joke, we have Azriel. And instead of breaking Batman's yeah. back, uh, breaking Batman's back, she bre he breaks Batgirl's. And so... Yeah. We see that... More than likely making her Oracle again. Yeah. And we get a small little tussle between Bruce and Azriel. And at the end, they're like, hey, where's Bullock? And he freaking gunned down one of the other guys, point blank. And that other guy is completely messed up. Blood everywhere. Yeah. I think Bullock was just so angry with the death of Gordon, he needed to kill somebody. And it's just like, yeah. that's terrifying within itself. So I'm sure that will have some repercussions later on in, you know, probably the next issue. But yeah. I, I still enjoy this art very much, except for that dumb character design that you pointed out. And so it bothers me every single time <laughs> now. But other than that, yeah. I still love everything about this book. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Uh, I we get our books a little differently now. So I was telling Clay this thing ended kind of abruptly for me. Like I didn't know if this was a real ending, but it is. And it's just Batman holding um, Barbara coming out of a fire, which he doesn't have his mask on. So the whole GTO is about to find out who Batman is right now. But they already knew. It, or do they already all know them? I thought yeah. only some of them knew. Okay. So anyway, so they yeah they already know. Um, but anybody else, everybody else would know too if he doesn't cover his face. But, uh, yeah, he's carrying Barbara out, and he looks just, like, distraught, and he's, like, done. She looks – I want to say she's unconscious, but she probably has a broken back, so she's, like, adrenaline, and she's just done. But, um, yeah, so more than likely, I wouldn't be surprised if she becomes Oracle after this because uh, I don't think she's dead. Uh, one thing that uh, Murphy has said that anybody that dies in his book stays dead. So we won't be seeing Gordon again. We won't be seeing Alfred, and any villains that have died will stay dead. Uh, but yeah, I thought this was a really interesting comic. Um, I'm I'm excited to see what they're doing with John Paul Valley because it is an older, grittier John Paul Valley opposed to he was like in his prime when Nightfall happened when he became Batman. Yeah, like he was in his prime. So this is interesting to see this hardened, uh, you know, Azrael, which we've seen twice. We just read we covered Nightfall last week. Uh, from the Dark Multiverse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that had you know uh you know an old school John Paul Valley as well. And this one's more of a militaristic one, and it, it goes back to family ties. And I and I like stuff like this because I feel like, and I'm pretty sure it's been done, but it hasn't been done well. Like, you could make, and I hope somebody does it. Shit, if not, I'll do it. But I would love a Game of Thrones-style type Batman story, like the House of Waynes. That you would know? be kind of cool. The House of, you know, the House of Napier, if they want to stick with that name for a little bit, um, or whatever. Like, just the other houses, the House of, like, what's another word for penguin? Like, I don't know what they're other like scientific name might be but yeah. you know just shit like that uh or the house of cobblepot there you go bam yeah. right there like that would be a really cool story game of thrones style like everybody fighting for the thrones of gotham like that would be dope and um so you know i love these kind of stories like you mentioned the backstory that they've been telling with the house of waynes and the house of dumas or the saint dumas yeah and uh yeah i'm really enjoying that stuff so i like what murphy's doing there and it's just it's just, it's a solid different story 
Um, I will say, like I said, if I had to nitpick anything, the eyes sometimes are just really weird on Bet the Bat Suit. But other than that, I mean, that's just that's just like a stupid nitpick. Um, but so far, I've been enjoying this story a lot. I was kind of worried about it, which again, I still have to point this out. At the end of the you know White Knight, they played into Batman liking violence and liking this whole thing, and they haven't I was gonna, touched I was on gonna that say, at all. I wonder if he retconned it. Yeah, because if he was gonna have that conversation, he was gonna have it with Gordon again. Yeah, yeah, but. And uh, maybe he has it with Barbara, and maybe because she's going to have a lot of resentment to him, and maybe he's like, yeah, you know what, I let this get too far away, I talked to about it with your father, that's why I was going to let everybody know I'm Batman. That could be where he's going with it, but so far, he has not touched on the one thing I really didn't like about White Knight, was Batman liking the violence. Granted, this is an Elseworld story, so he could do whatever he wants. But, you know, I just feel like a lot of Elseworlds stories, what make them good is when you still try something wacky and different, but keep the core aesthetics of the character. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, I always think that unless it's like something where Dark Multiverse where, yeah, oh, yeah, of course they love the violence or they love that. That's the Dark Multiverse. So it's different. You could get away with it there. But, um, yeah, and these kind of other Elseworlds stories where it's still just Batman in a different era. Um, I prefer him not to be violence hungry. So we'll see. But uh, other than that, I think this week was pretty good with books. It was short. There wasn't a lot. Um, I have no idea what we're going to be talking about on the Comic Book Legion podcast tomorrow, which um, yeah, I, yeah, we still need to record. Uh, I attempted to read the annual for Aquaman, and mm-hmm. I got like a maybe half a page in. I was like, God, this is garbage. So I'll let you know on that, and so we can <laughs> yeah. we can talk a little bit more about that probably either uh, later tonight or tomorrow so yeah i don't mind talking about the solicits either i mean we won't talk about this on podcast but i do want to mention because if we don't talk about it about solicits is uh it seems like batman catwoman's up in the air right now yeah i actually and i messaged tom king today he didn't respond but he hasn't said anything about it recently i think that unfortunately there is a they are for I don't know why I think they are honestly trying to rush this crisis in 5G like I honestly yeah. think that's what's trying to happen and so they don't want to put too many books out there because one book that was lingering from New 52 that just felt really out of place when rebirth happened was Earth 2 and that yeah. lasted for a good like seven to ten issues after rebirth had already started and i don't think they want that for anything else so yeah i think that they want to get everything else settled first and then quite possibly do that or quite possibly just say hey you can't finish that story which again that would really piss me off if i don't get the end of Batcat, i won't buy any 5g i'm pointing that out right now I'll just read what we get. Yeah, I honestly. I I told everybody in the comic book legion chat that I will read the review copies that we receive, but I will not purchase anything that goes along with this 5G unless they can truly tell me, "Hey, we are making a change, but we're going to make it slowly instead of abruptly and force you guys to read everything." Yeah. Yeah, because if if the rumors we're hearing, guys and gals, is that uh, this is going to start happening in like July, like right around Comic-Con, that means 
they have to fit all of these storylines. Every storyline has to finish. Everything has to be done in the next eight months. Yeah. Which is insane. And if, if you're talking about monthly comic books, Tom King was supposed to have all of 2020 yeah. to finish Batcat. Yeah. And Tom King, if you do not rush Tom King, like with his 12-issue stories, they're amazing. And if you're going to give me this love story between Batcat and 12 issues with Phantasm, like, I do not want that shit rushed. Just don't even make it. Like, if anything, him and Clay Man should just do it on the side and then be like, look, when y'all are stupid and done with this 5G thing, let me finish my story then. Yeah. And we'll release it. You know what I mean? Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm kind of worried about that. I really don't want that to be ruined because it seems like they're changing stuff in Doomsday Clock right now mm -hmm. because of this. And it's just, there's a lot going on that is really scaring me. And um, I just don't want Batcat to be ruined because they're trying to force it. Hopefully Tom King will be like, well, I just won't write it. You know, you know, I'd rather have that. I, I made this comment to you when we were at work the other day. I said, the way that we're feeling now is the way a lot of people felt when New 52 started. But I just feel that this is way different because in New 52, it was basically a new timeline with the same characters. They're making a timeline now, but basically getting rid of 80 years worth of the characters that we've known and loved and trying to force us to read characters that we haven't been reading and don't care about. So, yeah, it's it's going to be a weird experiment that we pretty much predict to fail already. And I would love for it not to, but at the same time, like, I, I I hate the idea of, like, drastic change. Although, again, like, when it comes to movies and stuff, I don't care. Race bin people and stuff like that. I don't really care as long as you keep the character core. But when it comes to comic books, and I've been reading for the last five, six years of a story, and you're going to abruptly change every character I know and love, that just seems a little too much. Uh, especially if you're not building to it. Uh, but we'll see what happens in this crisis event. I don't don't have high hopes for it. But if you're fucking with my back cat, DC, I'm done. <laughs> like, I'm not going to buy any more shit. I'll still go see your movies and stuff because that has nothing to tie into it. But, yeah, I won't buy the comics anymore. For uh, but sure. that's going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. A solid conversation. We are making an hour and 30-minute podcast the norm around here. <laughs> like, you know, we just have a lot to talk about. But this is your Batman News Weekly Podcast. You will get everything Batman-related on your week-to-week -week basis so i'm glad you guys hopefully are enjoying this but again if you want to hear more of this podcast you can go check out the comic book legion podcast me and clay will be talking about other things that are not batman on that podcast which we'll be recording tomorrow should be up friday or saturday yeah. around that range so uh definitely go check that over there if you want to see if you want to follow clay on anything his stuff is in the description on anchor if you're watching this on youtube it's in the description in the description and uh yeah clay you got anything to say before we get out of here uh nope just saying that uh bendis sucks and i hope this 5g isn't true yeah we oh uh, we didn't even talk about action which actually had more batman and superman in it had terrible dialogue from batman i posted it on instagram go check it out on the back of the box uh instagram but anyways ladies and gentlemen that is it as always he is fanboy clay i am juice wayne remember when you wake up in the morning ask yourself something about my daily dose of juice see you guys next time